The league is getting better, the talent's getting better, and, and I think just baseball in, in Western Canada and in, in Alberta is just on the uprise, which is really, really good to see. Welcome to episode 172 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. This week, we continue our look at the three Alberta-based teams from the Canadian College Baseball Conference. And we're going from the seasoned veteran and Todd Hubka at Prairie Baseball Academy last week to the new kid in town, Edmonton Collegiate Hawk coach Jake Lanferman. The Sherwood Park native was born the same year Hubka joined PBA, 1996. Fresh off a solid playing career, including stops at both Fort Hayes State University and UBC, as well as the WCBL's Edmonton Prospects and Sylvan Lake Gulls, the outfielder is now diving into the coaching realm headfirst as part of Absolute Human Performance, as well as the Collegiate Hawks. How is he finding that transition? What does he expect out of the team? And what will be his coaching philosophies? We talked about all that and much more last week. Jake, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Let's start off talking about the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks of the CCBC season's opening up here. This is your first full year as the head coach of the team. How excited are you to be taking the reins? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited this year, uh, having these guys uh, work so hard that they have this, this off season and uh, finally getting to go on the road here. We, we leave in an hour here to, to Kelowna. It's pretty exciting. And um, it's, a, it's a compact schedule. we got 32 games in a month and a half throughout the these next two months but uh yeah these guys are prepared they're ready to go and, and we're excited to, to start playing i know you're working at ahp with ethan elias who was the former coach of that program as well has that made that transition a little bit easier yeah definitely i mean having those guys around the edmonton area they, they they're always just good to contact and then have close so uh, i've been working with with taylor burns and connor burns for a long time playing with them and, and playing under taylor and uh yeah and Ethan Elias, he's he's just uh, he's been a good mentor for me, and, and just allowing me to to kind of fit right into this program. And um, yeah, couldn't have asked for any better guys to to be underneath. That's for sure. As for the team itself, what are you expecting from this crew? Yeah, this, this year is obviously going to be a learning learning uh, experience for the coaches and the players here. Um, having having this program be underneath the, the Greg organization and being out here at uh, Remax full time. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's definitely difficult finding um, kind of which which direction we're going to go this year. I think that uh, we we have big things expected in the next couple of years, and, and we just want this year to be uh, as much learning for these guys. So uh, you don't want to put too much pressure on them. At the same time, uh, as a coach, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself either. So um, I think that we're going to have uh, a great year. I think we're going to do a lot of things the right way, play the game the right way, and, and learn a lot. That's for sure. Any names that fans should be paying attention to through your eyes? Yeah, we got a couple of our outfielders, probably uh, Aiden Schlesinger and, and uh, Rajon Bourget. They, they're really uh, they're really going to fall into a leadership category for our team. And then um, we got uh, on the bump Halen Knoll. He's uh, he's unique too because he's one of our starting pitchers and, and he's catching too. So um, he's going to have a big workload ahead of him this this year. But uh, yeah, he's, he's just great young men and. Uh, yeah, we're excited for them to finally start playing. I mean, with the pandemic and everything in the CCBC, we, we got a fall championship this this last fall, but 
they hadn't been really played a full season for two full years. So I know these guys are kind of foaming out the mouth to get going, and then I'm excited to watch them uh, yeah, have a full season of statistics and everything like that. And obviously you're excited as well to be the bench boss for this team. What are you expecting out of yourself as a coach? Yeah, I think uh, this year it's just it, it's been really good for me just a learning experience. Um, having guys around me, like obviously yeah, like the head coaches at HP, and then uh, we have Ray Brown alongside me, which is, is pretty cool. So I, a little background story, I played for the Edmonton Prospects when, when Brownie was here, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty sweet how much knowledge and, and everything he has underneath him. I mean, he's 73 years old and, and I'm 25, but, but having him there, is, it, it's really good to just kind of pick his brain, have have him around for me and our assistant coaches. And when you have someone with that kind of knowledge just in the dugout all the time, I just think it makes my job that much easier. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Just knowing that I have these resources to fall back on, uh, Ethan and Taylor and Connor and, and some of the coaches that I've played through just throughout my full career, like uh, this under Jason Chatwood and then Mike Johnson, Sheen Bromley. And, and it's, it's kind of cool being a head coach in the sense that I, I get to pick the brain of, of all the – all the guys that I got to play underneath. So now I just kind of get to uh, form my own mentality as a coach and my own uh, philosophy and, and kind of deliver that to these guys. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, have you figured out what kind of coach you want to be? Do you want to be the, the yelling kind? Do you want to be the uh, the pat on the back kind of coach? Have you figured that part out yet? Yeah, I think for me, uh, if anybody kind of been around me and, and, and uh, watched me play the game, I, I just like to play hard-nosed baseball. I, I want these guys to uh, just give it everything they got every day, day in, day out. Uh, if, if they're working working as hard as they can and they're being accountable, uh, I think things will just kind of fall into place they always have for me. Um, that being said, yeah, I, it's just big for this program and for these guys. I, I just want them when they're done work, or at Edmonton Collegiate and we're, they're done stepping away from this program, I, I want them to have things to fall back on. I want them to, to learn like lessons and uh, just understand how to go about their uh, their business the right the right way because obviously we, we don't all get to play the game forever but uh, if they get a good education and they learn a lot of things about themselves when, when they're here and they step into the real world I, I want them to be prepared so yeah mm-hmm. you're not that far removed from the game as a player yourself and at 25 you're not much older than some of these guys does that make it a little easier or in your mind a little harder to maybe get some of those messages across um, yeah, I, obviously in, in some situations it could be a little difficult, but no, I've, uh, I think it, it's pretty easy to divide myself uh, in that aspect. These guys that, that I'm working with are just a really good group of guys and uh, all of them just, they, yeah, they go about themselves the right way. So um, when I do have to put my foot down, I think they understand the message. I don't like to do that too often, but um, at the same time, they just, yeah, they just, they're awesome. I'm, I'm having a blast. Take yourself back a year or two, and did you ever imagine yourself moving into a coaching role, or was this something that you've been thinking about for a while? Walk us through the process of turning from player to coach. Uh, yeah, I guess um, when I was playing at UBC, I, you know, no, to be honest with you, I, I haven't really, I didn't really think about the coaching aspect. I was always trying to uh, get my own myself as far as I could in my own baseball career, and then. Um, when the opportunity came up and, and, and Ethan uh, reached out to me about thinking I was a good fit, uh, yeah, I kind of put into perspective that this would be something I could do. And uh, as soon as that, that kind of clicked, yeah, it, it changed the whole mentality of it, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a, you're, instead of looking in now, now you're calling the shots and, and stuff like that. But 
um, at the same time, it's a, it's been a really great experience. I, uh, I'm really, really lucky that I get the opportunity to take this job and, and be the head coach. And, and uh, yeah, moving forward, it's just, it's a lot of, uh, it's awesome. Moving forward. Now let's move back a little bit and talk about your upbringing in the game itself. You're a product of Sherwood Park. How did you get into the game in the first place and who was it that introduced you to the game? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm just like most Alberta boys. I think it was just, Flipping between hockey and baseball for a long time. Uh, throughout high school, it was kind of both were going pretty well, and and then I kind of just uh, ended up choosing to play baseball full time. I uh, went to FX Academy West End, and uh, that was a big commitment. So it wasn't really, I was wasn't doing both anymore. It was just it was just baseball. Um, yeah, I think growing up in Sherwood Park, that group of guys that I played with for for a long time, uh, we were just all really tight knit and. And it was just a competitive atmosphere throughout my whole upbringing. I think uh, you get a group of guys like that. My my grade 12 year when we all graduated, I want to say of the starting nine, I think six of us were on scholarships to go play in the States. So to have a group like that where everybody's being that competitive day in, day out, you, you show up to the field every day and, and you're just trying to make yourself better, but you're, you're trying to pick the brain of the guys around you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, throughout my whole career, I, I just tried to do that as best I could if, if there's someone at the field that I, I thought had did something better, if it's uh, base stealing or reading fly balls in the outfield or something, I always try to pick someone's brain. So uh, among some of the names that I played with throughout my career, you got Eric Sabrowski, Mike Soroka, Tanner Kerwer, and, and it's pretty cool just growing up with a lot of these guys and, and getting to play with them on each and every level. But, yeah, really grateful for, for um, that, the coaching staff I had in Sherrod Park. I mean, he dedicated Josh Bishop and, and Matt Hammond. They were our guys for five, six years, and I think that just made us gel that much easier. It was a, just a great group of guys, and, and I know we, we had a lot of success for, uh, for yeah, our club. When you were a kid growing up, did you have a favorite Major League Baseball player that you looked up to, maybe had some posters on the wall, or maybe even a favorite team? Yeah, obviously being in Alberta and not having an MLB team, it, it was the Blue Jays for me. And uh, yeah, Vernon Wells, he was always the guy when when I was growing up. Uh, I was fortunate enough we got to go down to the Rogers Center. Um, my parents took me when I was young, and, and getting to watch him play at at the Rogers Center was is pretty cool. So yeah, Vernon Wells was my guy when I was growing up. You mentioned uh, making that split between hockey and baseball. What made you decide the baseball dream was the one that you wanted to chase? Um, yeah, I think when I started getting older and uh, I, I ended up uh, going to Tournament 12, I was the first year that, that we did that. And, and you're standing there in the Rogers Center and you're doing uh, the showcase and you're just kind of like, wow, this is uh, all the best talent in, in the whole nation. And it, it's pretty cool to kind of get to compete against those guys and, and see where, you're kinda, where you fit in. Uh, and then after tournament 12, I went down and did a, the perfect game showcase in Fort Myers. And it was kind of the same thing, made the world showcase and you're playing with uh, guys who are going to get drafted in the first round. And you kind of, you get to see uh, where you, where you compete with those guys. So that was kind of when it became surreal to me that I could play uh, college baseball and uh, continue my career a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, you go down South first, Fort Hayes state is where you started off. What did you take away from that experience? Yeah, I, I think uh, Fort Hayes State was really eye-opening. It, it was I, I headed down there when I was 17 years old. I just graduated, and then and that fall I ended up turning 18. And um, 
yeah, it, it was just, it was cool. You, you, you really just, you grow up pretty quick being away from home. I mean, a lot of these guys, Alberta boys and, and, uh, Western Canada, when you go down there, it's, uh, yeah, it can seem, can seem pretty far away, but, uh, yeah, you, you just, you gain a family down there with the group of guys you're working with. And, um, uh, it, it was cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. That's for sure. I ended up spending three years there. I played as a true freshman. And then my second year, I decided to red shirt, put on a little weight and, uh, just get a little bit, a little bit smarter the game of baseball and then ended up having a pretty good sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Then it's off to UBC, as you mentioned, what was that like? Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. My, my last year, Fort, Fort Hayes state, I think we ended up going uh, nine and 38 or something like that. And um, I didn't really know I was going to UBC. I, I thought um, I was going to end up in, in the CCBC, probably PBA and then try and head back down to the States. But uh fortunate enough to get a call from Chris Pritchard that he wanted me to play for his team and uh yeah headed out to UBC and um yeah that program is incredible to be honest with you the the way that the coaching staff just handles themselves Sammy Starr Chris Pritchett uh the way that they go about their business it, it really matured me as a, as a collegiate player and uh yeah moving forward I think I picked up a lot of my uh coaching philosophy from from Chris and, and Sammy so um no out there, out there uh, in Vancouver, it's 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 a, a special program, especially for me, that's for sure. From an Alberta perspective, I've seen a lot of guys make the trek out to UBC. What is it about that program that just sort of makes it attractable? Is it because of the distance and being able to be closer to home, or is there something more to it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. For my family and friends that come watch me when I was playing in Vancouver, it's a lot a lot closer to trek than uh, flying down to Kansas. When you look at it at the end of it uh i just think when you look at it from a educational purpose i think getting my undergrad from ubc was it was a big uh, reason as to why i transferred i mean that it's a very uh renowned school and um just yeah they're doing both the education and, and the baseball at the same time in such a gorgeous city i, I just think it was uh yeah a couple of the best years uh, of my career that's for sure very cool. All the while, you were also able to head back home for a while during the summer. You mentioned the prospects earlier. You played last summer in Sylvan Lake. What was it like playing that close to home in front of friends and family and having some jam-packed stadiums to boot? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's always the best part. I think uh, home every summer and then getting to play that Edmonton Prospects team that we played with, I, I think... Um, on team for for a Wimble team at the time, we had one guy who had dual citizenship, but every single one of us was was from Edmonton or, or around uh, surrounding. So to have that close of a, a group, we we all played against each other growing up and everything like that. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of the best the best part of the year to come home. You get to play in front of exactly Remax Stadium, which is incredible, and and getting to, to play in front of uh, all my family and friends after after being gone throughout the spring. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the best the best part of the year for me when I was playing. How real is the battle between Oak Tokes and Edmonton, especially in those years and the rivalry that you those two teams had? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's just always been a thing. I mean, if you grow up in Edmonton or Calgary, that, that we're not uh, too close to begin with. And then you uh, you when I was playing Dukes, I mean that was back when Oak Tokes had three teams in the uh, Norwest League at the time, and uh, every single team was pretty pretty talented. So um, it was kind of always just a rivalry. And then yeah, you 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 go and you play in the in the Wimble, and then. Uh, yeah, you, we saw them a couple times in playoffs, and and it's uh, they're just they always have talented guys. They bring in big names, and that's the uh, 
a really a really great academy. So uh, it was always fun playing them. You know you're going to get the best of the best, and, and it's always going to be a competitive game, that's for sure. You mentioned T12. You've mentioned perfect game. You've mentioned a few different things along the way. Any favorite memories of your time on the field, places you've been, tournaments you've won, road trips with shenanigans, you name it. The floor is yours. What's your favorite memory so far? Um, I, I think it's a pretty cool story with uh, me and Taylor Burns. Like He was coaching me in, in uh, the Prospects Academy my, my grade 12 year when I was playing there. And then um, you, you previously had him on, but he, he took a, a few years off because of that injury. He never he was never going to go play his senior his senior year out. So I was down at Fort Hayes State playing my third year, and that was the year that he headed back down to Central Missouri. So um, I think it was week two. Uh, I'm facing my old coach. He's he's starting on the bump, and uh, I know that's a pretty cool story that me and him get to share. It's, it's not often that you're playing uh, – league played MIAA in Kansas against uh, your old uh, your old coach so that's a pretty good one very cool looking back at the career to this point what are you most proud of so far um i think my whole career I, uh, just the resilience and hard work i think throughout my career is what i'm most proud of uh, uh while i was playing for edmonton i kind of i got caught up in the outfield up in fort Mc- mcmurray and and that ended up tearing my ACL and, and my medial meniscus was kind of messed up too. So that was a big surgery. I went back to UBC and got ACL reconstructive surgery. Um, it was a whole whole year out of the game. And uh, when you're in it, that you've been doing it for that long, it was uh, it was difficult to become removed. And um, there was probably, yeah, I'm proud of the way that I came back from that and ended up getting to play some of my senior year before the pandemic. And uh Honestly, it's just the interaction with all these guys. Like you, uh, you do this for so long, and then you, you just have friendships and, and brothers that you've made along the way that uh, stick with you for a really long time. So that's probably yeah what I'm most proud of too. I assume that's probably one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome. And so I'm curious, especially with an injury like that, a lot of people talk about the physical recovery and that. Walk us through the mental recovery as well and trying to be resilient mentally in facing a a big injury like that. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's done it, that that was kind of my first first major injury. Um, It's it's just difficult, right? It puts you in a spot where... uh, if you're going to the field, it's just to be a good morale guy and to stay positive and, and give them guys the guys a boost. But that, that whole year, I was just out entirely, so it's it's tough to be around the field and and to see everybody working so hard when when all you're trying to do is is walk. Really, it's it's three months just to to start walking. So yeah, and and I think that's just kind of what I the takeaway I had for uh, on the mental side of it was just to really like hunker down on on my education and. Uh, just take take pride in my classes at the time and just continue to do uh, rehab day in day out. Uh, it's a long process. Like yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, all these athletes that have to do these major uh, major recoveries. It's 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 a long time. That's for sure. Walk us through. Who do you lean on in a situation like that, or do you try to internalize it a little bit and and try to you know battle through it on your own? Yeah, I think I think you're right in that sense. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, me, me, and the uh, the physical uh, our, our trainer got really close. His name is Eric Lowe, and and just working with him, you're in there six times a week. I think I was just taking Sundays off, but I'm, I'm you're doing strength every day. You're trying to get the mobil- mobility back. He's he's working on your knee day day in day out, and um, yeah. So I think you, you obviously you lean on your closest friends. Uh, I lean on my family. They were all there for me every single day of it very supportive and uh 
yeah, it's, it's good to have that good, healthy circle that you can lean on. I think it's important for all these young college guys, right? They get, they get, uh, if you're away from home or school gets tough or you're not performing how you want to do or all of these different obstacles, right? You have, you have these people you can lean on and, and they're always going to say uh, positive uh, words of affirmation and help you get through those times. You've gone through a lot of different times and going back to the coaching realm now, being the head coach of a program where you have student athletes, what kinds of advice are you going to be planning to offer these kids to make sure that A, they're they're excelling on the field, but they also have to be excelling off the field in their studies as well? Yeah, that's exactly it. I think uh, obviously we want these players to become better baseball players, but uh, when it really comes down to it, the academic excellence part of it is, is huge for me and and huge for our staff here. I think, uh, yeah, I kind of said that before, but you you can only play, you can only play so long. You you need an education to fall back on, and and um, it's just important that these guys are in the classroom and they, they take care of business that way. That was always kind of my thing. If you if you're taking care of business in, in the classroom, you get to go you get to go play baseball, and, and that was the best part of the day. So um, it's 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 important for these guys to to get uh, good at time managing, be able to go to these classes. You, you go three, four classes before you even head to the field. And, and any college athlete really understands how difficult it is to, to balance such a workload. Like we put, we put these guys are lifting three times a week, practicing five, six times a week. And it's, it's a lot. So um, time management super important. And just yeah, having that close circle of guys and family and friends to rely on when it does get tough. Cause it, it, it will. On a personal level, let's, let's, get out the crystal ball for a second here and let's go five years down the road. What are you hoping to accomplish now that you're, you're making your way towards a, a coaching career? Yeah, definitely with this, this group of guys, I think every year we just want to continue to to make the program better and, and baby steps into obviously down the road, two, three, four years that we want to compete and then be uh, in the running to win a CCB BC uh, championship. That That's obviously our goals. Um, I'm competitive in nature. I know the guys that run this are too. So that, that's obviously in the back of our minds. And um, I think that if we, yeah, just we play baseball the right way and we work hard, I think that that goal is definitely attainable. Do you have goals of major league aspirations perhaps in a, in a coaching role at all? Or have you even thought about that at this point? No, um, yeah, I just recently got into a master's program for sports psychology. So, uh, yeah, I would I would like to eventually tie the two together. I mean, coaching's wicked, and and uh, the the mental aspect of the game it really intrigues me too. So, if, if once I finish my master's and see what kind of yeah doors could possibly open, but yeah, that that would definitely be something that I would definitely be interested in. That'd be fantastic. A couple more questions for you here, Jake. Uh, what's it mean to be able to give back to the baseball community here in your home province? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of a major reason why I do it. I think um, baseball in Alberta is, just continues to grow, right? I think the coaches, um, we the coaches were getting to these academies and and everything locally here in Edmonton and Red Deer, and um, I I just think that the coaches are giving back so much and giving so much knowledge to to the next generation, and I think that's the most important thing. Uh, obviously, it sticks with me, the guys that, that worked with me here in Edmonton and um, St. FX and, and Sherwood Park. And, and it, you have these specific coaches that they give you um, knowledge and advice that, that lasts my whole career. It's, it's, it's kind of just tin, bit, tin bits I pick up along the way. So to be able to work with guys locally, and, and I think for our program, just having these guys be able to play at Remax in our home city and, and represent Edmonton in front of family and friends. It's, it's a whole new option that uh, was never available when, 
when I graduated. So I know it would definitely would have been on the back burner in my mind instead of going down to Kansas out of the gates and head down here, like play in the CCBC a couple of years. And then that's kind of the nice, the nicest thing about this league is, is it can be a feeder system. You can play two years in the CCBC and it'd be one year of eligibility and CAA. So the league is getting better. The talent's getting better. And, and uh, I think just baseball in, in Western Canada and in, in Alberta is just on the uprise, which is really, really good to see. Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to those youngsters, let's say they're 12, 13, 14, put yourself in their shoes. You've been there. You've done that. When you're offering those pieces of advice to those kids at you know camps and that kind of thing, what is your biggest piece of advice for those just starting out on their own baseball journeys? I think at a younger age like that, when you're just starting your your journey, is just to just to continue to have fun, right? I mean, obviously, it's important that we're getting better fundamentally in our mental approach, and as a hitter or pitcher, we we continue to make those those gains uh, fundamentally. But then at the same time, I just think that it's still a game, and every day you get to play it, it's it's pretty pretty awesome. So when I'm working with younger kids, it's it's just to have fun, not not put pressure on yourself. I think. Everybody understands who's played baseball is that um, there's not many sports with this much failure. So you kind of put to a test day in, day out. So if you're not mentally prepped for that, then then it can be a challenge. But for the younger younger generation, yeah, just, just keep it loose, have fun, and uh, yeah, enjoy the game. Absolutely. Final question for you here, Jake. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Yeah, this is a tough one, but uh, I think... The game of baseball for me is just the the whole journey and, and everything that's been involved in it. I think, yeah, my 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 path is like a lot of guys from Western Canada. It's, it's kind of all over the place playing in the states, playing in Canada. But um, yeah, the game itself has just taught me how to to handle adversity and um, how to just move forward and and enjoy the game and and work hard and and take those kind of uh, big life life messages and just put them into every single. Every single day, just trying to do, um, just work hard and, and continue to yeah, succeed. Fantastic stuff. Well, Jake, congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward. Best of luck during the 2022 CCBC season and all the best going forward. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks again to Jake Landerman for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We'll be catching up with University of Calgary Dinos coach Cam Williams next week, so make sure to subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss that conversation. Before we go, we'd like to once again thank our Platinum supporters for all they do in helping us, but also for what they do for the game of baseball in our province. The Okotoks Dogs are gearing up for the start of the WCBL season at the end of May. Head to dogsbaseball.ca for full schedule information. And age HP Academy is busy playing in tournaments, making their presence felt in Kelowna, among other places. For all the details on their program, go to ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.